Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I'm your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about difficult conversations with parents. Um, This is something that I see on the nanny groups on Facebook a lot, is how do you have these kind of tricky conversations that are about especially behavioral problems with parents. Um, And for that, I have brought in a a dear friend of mine and a really sassy, smart lady, Julie Merica. Hi, Julie. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. Um, Before we get started on those difficult conversations. Uh, Let's hear a little bit about your background. Okay. Um, I am actually a recovering school teacher. (laughs) Me as well. (laughs) Yeah, I moved from Florida to pursue comedy, and I wanted something less um, life-consuming than Mm -hmm. teaching. Um, And I went into, like, bartending and all that sort of thing. But I really missed kids tremendously, and I missed working with them. So I started looking into the babysitting thing just as like part time. And then I found my like fit with a family after about a year of researching from like care.com, those kind of services. Mm -hmm. Um, And I worked with quite a few families in the meantime, but I finally found the perfect fit and they were full time. So I've been there for about two and a half years now. Nice. Yeah. We're coming up on three years real soon. Wow. That's exciting. It's cool. Um, What ages are your kids? One is just turned four Uh and then one is like one and a half. Nice. Yeah. Those are really fun ages. Yeah, it is really cool. D- like three to four is some of my favorite. Mine too. They're, they're so fun. And they're so curious mm-hmm. and funny. Uh-huh. Hilarious. Yeah. His comedic timing is better than mine 90% of the time. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yep. Today, one of my little ones was his comedic timing was so funny and on it. I was like, he thinks he's four, but he's actually three. And he goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> Like, you are. No, we know. <laughs> we actually, we know how old you are. Yeah, we've been keeping track. Yep. <laughs> That's adorable. But he's in four-year-old clothes now. And so uh, that so. has made all the difference because he's like, I'm in four-year-old clothes, so obviously I'm four. Yeah, it doesn't change. Nope. Nobody. You'll find out. Actually, men's sizes are okay. He'll be yeah. fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> They're just in, like, large or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, wonderful. Well, let's get down to it. 
Um, I'm sure that your time as a teacher has helped you have these difficult conversations. I know when I was a teacher, parents are the worst. Oh, it um, was so, I used to make my co-teachers call for behavior issues in my <laughs> class because I was petrified. Yeah. I didn't want to deal with it. And some of them were really angry and most were at my school in particular were very uninvolved. Mm-hmm. So like to get a phone call of bad stuff and they already had tough life. It like I just I didn't want to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> and it was so traumatizing for me because I hate confrontation. But I got really good at it towards right. the end. Once I like brave to put the brave face on. Mm-hmm. It's not so bad. You can find techniques that really make it a lot easier. Great. Yeah. Which is what we're looking for. <laughs> um, well, great. So the first and like kind of biggest thing is if your nanny kid is having behavioral problems, especially ones that the parents are not seeing, uh, because a lot of times nanny kids are very different with mm-hmm. their nanny than they are with their parents, um, which hopefully you guys have talked about behavior stuff and expectations and things like that, but it can still be different, especially right at the beginning of a nannying experience. So if you are noticing behavioral problems, how can you bring them up with the parents without offending them? Yeah. Um, it, it's honestly the technique that I've used forever is I, I call it the compliment sandwich, mm-hmm. uh, where you just do a positive that's related to the incident and then kind of like bring up the issue, bring up a potential solution and then like sandwich it with a compliment. Uh For instance, like if the kid is like, I'll be like, Hey, little baby Martha is super creative. She's (laughs) so creative that she likes to try things her own way. And sometimes she gets super frustrated and in turn will act out in anger and sometimes break stuff. (laughs) Uh, But Uh, we've been working on, like, I offer, like, a strategy. So I'll be like, we've been working on, like, just breathing through it, not getting so frustrated that toys are for fun. Um, And it's been working. She recovers so well, you know what I mean? And, like, kind of, like, bring it back up at the end. Because for some reason, I don't know why, maybe I'm not a parent, so I don't know, but, like, parents take it so personally. Yes. And it feels like a personal attack on their parenting, and it's not. Like, kids are going to mess up. Everybody messes up. Kids especially, they're learning everything right now. Yeah. So it's important to, like, bring the shame out of the mess up and just be like, this is a normal thing that I see all the time, but, you know, here's some things you can do with it. But the compliment sandwich really helps. But I, I do also, like, try to practice my word choice beforehand. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Like instead of saying hit, you could be like acting out physically or like instead yeah. of um, crying and having a temper tantrum, you don't want to say that you could be like emotional outburst, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of keeping it a little bit more clinical yes. in the terminology. Yeah. It makes it less like you're complaining about their symptoms. Like, Right. Yeah. If you're like, your kid curses like a sailor is not as nice <laughs> as just being like, he uses colorful language sometimes. <laughs> you know, it just feels less like a personal, you know, yes. attack on them. Yes. Especially I think that word tantrum comes with so much weight to it. And it is something that we see all the time um, as nannies. That's part of our day. Yeah. <laughs> um, because... T- Temper tantrums are normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just outbursts. They're, they're outbursts. Feelings. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, but there is a tipping point and there is uh, an age when they should be starting to dwindle. Mm-hmm. And if that's not happening, 
then that's something to bring up. Yeah. But I agree the compliment sandwich sounds like a perfect way yeah. to do it. It just makes it like it just makes it less personal and less offensive. I, I am a firm believer like you need to communicate from the beginning, though. Yes. And so if you are using these these clinical words, explain the real situation. Right. You know, with it, but with that, use these other. Think about it first. Think about how you're going to tell them. Yeah. Because if you go into it blind, you'll just be like, "Your kid was a mess today, <laughs> and he broke all your stuff, and I can't stand them." You know, like right. It's real frustrating for everybody involved, but it doesn't have to be. And I think if you nip that stuff in the bud from the beginning with the kid too, mm-hmm. it does minimize. Obviously, not every kid because right. everyone's different, but for the most part, you can kind of like draw the line pretty early mm-hmm. to where. Like the kids I nanny for don't have tantrums, and one is like one and a half. You know, right? Like, yeah. He like realizes it's not gonna work. I'll just like walk away. Or mm-hmm. there's strategies you can do with the kids, obviously, but the which, parents need to know. Yeah, which I personally teach the kids the word tantrum, mm-hmm. so I start that pretty early. And when they start having one, because we've talked about it and we've read books about it and things like that, then they will, I will say, when they start having a tantrum, I'll say, hey, do you know what you're doing right now? And they'll be like, tantrum? And and I'll be like, yeah, does that ever work with me? And they'll say, no. And I'll be like, okay, then let's take a few deep breaths and try something else Mm -hmm. because I would love to hear what you have to say, but I cannot understand you. Right. Oh, I'm a firm believer. And does that ever work for us? Right. And like doing it playfully so they know like we're cool. Yeah. But just maybe don't trouble. Yeah. Maybe just don't try that strategy on me. Yeah. Because it's very annoying. (laughs) Yes. It ain't a good look, kid. Yeah. This does not look good on you. Yeah. Um, And it just doesn't work. It so work. and I think that that is really anybody, important. They get so emotional they can't communicate with you. Mm-hmm. It's so terrible. Mm-hmm. Obviously this turned into a tantrum talk right. because we all have been there. Yes, we have. And that is something that it is I think a sometimes difficult judgment of at what point do you talk to the parents about it? Yeah. Um because it is like a normal thing but I think you've got to go with your gut if it if it feels abnormal like an abnormal amount of tantrums I'm closer with my family because I've been with them for so long Mm -hmm. but I'm a firm believer and tell them when it happens but just kind of like quick like it it doesn't have to be a big issue yeah let them know so they're seeing like hey he's not just throwing 15 tantrums on the weekend he's doing this consistently so we need to like kind of figure out a solution yeah or whatever it may be because kids do behave differently and there's no way to know unless you're constantly reevaluating and discussing. Communication is so crucial in this. And it's such a different world than yes. teaching because you're living in someone's home usually. Mm-hmm. Basically, I see her more than I see my <laughs> dog, you know. Yeah. And like it's just one of those things you have to be constantly vigilant on if yes. you want the kid to be the most successful that they can be because they learn to play you. They really do. Yes. For sure. It's like that, I'll ask mom then this question and I'll ask dad this question. They know. They know who to go to. For what. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. And on that idea of communication, something that I do is I have a communication log with my nanny family. Uh, And so when things like that are happening, I write it down right after it happens. I write what time it happened. Uh, If there's some information like he didn't eat much at lunch or she didn't nap for very long today, then I will uh, write that down too of like, this happened, 
this might be the explanation, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to like let you know that this happened. That makes sense. That might be easier for a lot of people actually mm-hmm. to not have the like actual conversation or yeah. the time. Uh, I'm a constant texter with my nanny family. They're uh-huh. like they're like real into the constant updates and photos, which makes it a lot easier because we're right. texting every 15 20 minutes anyway to right. just slip in like, "Hey, he just had a little meltdown. No big deal. Everything's fine." But I wanted to let you know that like we were we worked it out, but you know we had a little timeout because he hit brother or something, right? Like something like that, and it it makes it really cut and dry. And then we can talk about it later if she's concerned mm-hmm. in person. But then it's just covered, so I don't have to feel bad. And when because kids will remember for you sometimes, yes. And then they'll tell the parent, and then the parent's like, "Was it a big deal?" And I'm like, "I." I don't I even remember. So. Yeah. Oh, what happened? <laughs> and I was like, so many things happened today. Right. I didn't think it was a big deal. So it's nice to just get it out of the way. Yes. Now. Yes. And I do think that that is a huge part of it is those constant updates so that it doesn't build to this mm-hmm. point of like, they've been doing this for six months. And it's like, well, then why didn't you tell me they've yeah. been doing this for six months? Yeah. Parents will feel very betrayed by that, which is totally mm-hmm. understandable. Like you're basically raising their child, right. a human being in society. Now you need to be communicative because it's on you really. And mm-hmm. like, it's not really fair because they don't know what questions to ask because they haven't seen these behaviors a lot of the time. Right. And like, I don't know. It's so, it's so important to just pay attention and try. Like for instance, the other day the kid like barely bonked his head on the table. Like it was Mm -hmm. nothing. It was pathetic, but it gets embarrassed for some reason, even Uh though nobody's ever taught him that it's just this quirk he has. Mm -hmm. And so I like, to like make a I try to like blow it up because he thinks that's funnier right so I like went and got ice and like put it on his head and I didn't think anything of it because it wasn't a big deal right it was totally a play thing and then that like the next day she's like did he bump his head and get ice on his head and I was like oh well yes and then I explained the situation she's like oh thank goodness I thought you know he said he had ice on his head and I was so worried and I'm like, so the kids are going to do it for you at some yes. point. They yes. will remind parents. And it's better to have already discussed it than have to like backtrack and be like, no, 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 it's totally cool. I wasn't hiding stuff from you. Right. It seems yes. like you're being shady in a sense, you know, and I, I don't ever want them to feel like they can't trust me with that important stuff. Right. For sure. Yeah. So, yes, much better to just get out in front of it and talk about it as soon as it happens than try to wait until it happens again mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so I think that's a huge part of it is as soon as something happens that is slightly different than normal behavior, go ahead and tell the parents. Mm-hmm. Because then you are building that trust and yeah. that communication so that when it is a bigger thing, like when younger brother hits older sister, mm-hmm. then there is, you know, you've already been communicating throughout the entire time. Yeah. And so there's, there is that trust. So they're like, oh, this probably went down exactly how she is telling me Mm -hmm. or he is telling me. And then they will go from there instead of coming from a place of like, what really did happen? Yeah. Wait, we heard this secondhand. Yeah. I do think I, I love that idea of the, the, written log too Mm -hmm. because obviously some parents have different jobs than my particular nanny family has like they might 
not be able to get constant updates and that might be really annoying for them or, or whatever yes. the situation may be. Of course, it's always situational. But like discuss that with them beforehand. What is the best like things right. are going to happen throughout the day. Would you like these updates or, or only major stuff? Yes. If you talk about it before, then you're never going to be surprised by something. For sure. And yes, asking when is when is a text your preferred method of communication and when is and when is a phone call your preferred method of communication? Um Things like that. Because one of my nanny families used to be like, hey, if it's more than like a three sentence text, just call me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like I can't handle all that. Yeah. Fair (laughs) enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great. So if you need something from the parents, like backing you up in a certain way, um, how can you talk to the parents without making it like us versus the kid? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I do this and actually all of my r- romantic relationships, real life mm-hmm. friendships, I do this with everybody I ever have any like confrontation or conflict with. I don't like to call it confrontation, but right. like any issue that needs communicating Mm -hmm. any disagreement or feeling of like this feels weird for me let me talk this out I always start with hey we're on the same team and we're working towards the same solution right and I know it sounds really cheesy but I swear it helps get rid of the ego Mm -hmm. that comes along with a lot of conflict because if I disagree with you usually it feels like personal and you get defensive but if you're like hey we're working towards the same goal but this is how this made me feel Mm-hmm. and I'm uncomfortable or whatever. And I think it's totally translates into this situation where like, listen, your kid's doing this. It's making me feel a certain way. And I don't know how to handle it because right. Um, you discipline differently than I do or whatever it is. Um, so let's talk out what we can do, but we're all in this together and then maybe have that conversation with the kid too, but like talk it out right. with the parents. And then as a whole, like everybody talk it out with the kid, like, discuss it and like Mm -hmm. let the kid have some choices and input i love giving them choices yes even if it's brussels sprouts or broccoli right that choice is very important for them and it gives them a freedom and it makes them feel less attacked so like give them two choices that they that you want Mm -hmm. both of those things Mm -hmm. but like at least that is the trick with choice is that you have to be okay with whatever they choose yes because if you give them a choice and then you're like actually no not that one then you lose all of your credibility with that kid yeah you definitely have to think them out first you're like do you want to go to bed in five minutes or in three because either way you're going to bed right and but you can choose right yeah yeah it does i think that's important for kids anyway to have that yes, freedom of choice foster autonomy yeah and yeah. make choice i can't decide on what i want for dinner let's teach this kid how to make choices now yes and how to like stick to them mm-hmm. because that's the other follow-up thing that i always do with choices is once they choose then they have to stick with that choice yeah this is so your life now yeah so if it's broccoli or brussels sprouts if they choose brussels sprouts and it gets on their plate and they're like i wanted broccoli i'm like well you didn't say that so mm-hmm. you chose brussels sprouts <laughs> um so yes making them stick to it but yes i think coming up with a strategy with the parents or i really like the idea of talking with the parents and then potentially having kind of a meeting with the kid mm-hmm. and all coming up with a strategy together i think that would if the kid is old enough and can yeah. handle that is a really good way of being like 
So we all agree we're all on the same page yeah. about how this is going to go. If you do X, this is the consequence. Mm-hmm. And you've agreed to it. We've agreed to it. Everybody's on the same page. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in like, I, obviously it's trial and error. You right. don't know what is going to be what's going to work mm-hmm. and parents are doing trial and error too because mm-hmm. every kid is different you're dealing with a new budding personality right but if they are old enough to see that you and mom and dad or whoever is in the picture whatever guardian it's nice of them to see you all working together anyway mm-hmm. like you guys are grown-ups and you can have the same conversations as us. you know it's not just us interacting you interact with my parents too and and it's just it's important to foster that like we all communicate so like don't try to pull something on me because I will talk to mom and dad about it or whoever I'm sorry I keep yeah pigeonholing a stereotype but But yes having that united front of we are going to talk about this so if you try to pull it on mom and dad then I'm gonna know Mm -hmm. you know and vice versa yeah I think that is is a really strong way to to work together as a team Mm -hmm. to do the best by the kid it just and sometimes it's it's not just best for kids it's best for everybody it expedites everything Mm -hmm. because you're gonna have all these issues come up eventually unfortunately it's just part of it so you may as well be on the page where this is not a torturous event like this could just be like a normal thing that occurs every once in a while and Mm -hmm. that's okay and it's not a big deal you can move on and just have it as a resource yes and I do agree with if it's been done a bunch of times then each time it's less of a big deal Mm -hmm. but if it is this like formal we all sit down and it's the first time ever that would be kind of terrifying to a kid yeah so also keeping that yeah that's super daunting yeah (laughs) um but i will say if you listen to our conflict resolution episode which katie leineke was on if you listen to that that's some strategies to use with the kids um to do conflict resolution and I've been using it on my kids and now they have gotten so that they know that whole process and sometimes they're like we don't want to deal with this here's our solution yeah (laughs) so they end up like working as a team because they're like I don't want to tell you the whole story again like we figured it out that's so great (laughs) and I'm like that's awesome annoy them with paperwork and then bureaucracy yeah yeah, just bore them with the process and then they'll fix it themselves exactly I'm like I I, that's fine. It's as so long brilliant. as everyone agrees to it, mm-hmm. then we are good. Yeah, you can cut me out of all the work. Yeah. You can just do it yourself. <laughs> That'd be great. Yep. Yeah. I've gotten to where I can just say their names in a certain tone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like They're like, okay, we fixed it. My mom always called it the mom voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. She did it on my dog. Oh, yeah. Um, Great. So what if it is you who messed up in a certain <laughs> way. Life. I know. Um, because you are in someone's home. So like if you broke something or I will use a personal example. One time I the actually the nanny kid threw their sweater on top of a lamp and like then 
like had to go to the bathroom so we like <gasps> no. went to the bathroom and it, we came back and it was like smoking my literal nightmare terrified yeah. of fires and all yeah. the ways um and nothing caught on fire and right. we got it off but the sweater was ruined that was fine yeah um but you know then the <laughs> parents come home and like that's a somewhat tricky like I have a really great repertoire with that family so like not a big deal but I could see if you were a brand new nanny or if that happened like right near another incident (laughs) where it seems like you're being careless how can you communicate that without losing professionalism um I all I like I said earlier I'm really picky about my nanny family who I'm going to work for mm-hmm. who I'm willing to do that with uh so before I even start any job and I don't think it's ever too late I don't think this is, like if you haven't done this yet I think there's always time right but before I start any job I talk it out I'm like what should I do if there's a minor bump and bruise yeah um what should I do like because potentially something's going to happen mm-hmm. at some point like what should I do if I you know if I break something or what if I like obviously this is specific to that but like I try to run through all the potential scenarios right so I'm not bugging them during work for something that they think is silly and I'm not not bugging them you know what I mean because I is a big deal yeah I underestimated it or whatever it may be so if you haven't done that yeah it's good to just cover it so you're not surprised by these things yeah and it just I that way I know like this is the family for me because they discipline the same way or they feed their kid the same way or they, you know, they do all of these things and it just feels better. But uh, like that open communication is crucial. Kids are constantly going to mess up, like the, like get hurt on my mm-hmm. watch. Like that happens. Like the other day I was nannying for that one and a half year old and he was looking in a drawer normal. I was holding the drawer open so it wouldn't pinch fingers. I was covering all my bases. Right. And for some reason, he just, in the middle of it, slammed his face on the drawer oh, from no. standing position. Nut didn't fall. <laughs> just wanted to see how that felt. And so obviously he had a bonk on his head and he was really upset. So you have, you just, these things are going to happen. Right. So you have to have things in place beforehand to figure out how to talk it out with mm-hmm. them. But like, if you break something, I've broken like so many plates, like putting them, I don't, I don't have a microwave. Uh-huh. And so at work I do. So I'll like put the wrong plate in the microwave. I didn't realize there's like plate safe things. And, you know, I'll try to do things their way. And I've broken so many of their dishes and things Mm -hmm. like that. But what I do is I, because I'm me, I offer to like pay for it or replace whatever I've done. And I've tried my best to stop apologizing in general because I'm a Mm -hmm. chronic apologizer. Mm -hmm. And I think it puts fault and blame on you when if you really mess up, obviously apologize. Right. But take I think, responsibility for things that you should take responsibility yes. for. Do not take responsibility for things that you shouldn't take right. responsibility for. And no one's perfect. Right. So like just because you didn't do something perfectly doesn't mean you messed up necessarily. So I take responsibility. Yes, I broke this plate, but not necessarily like like I just didn't know or whatever. Don't make excuses. Right. But at the same time, recognize that you're just adding more blame and more fault where there doesn't need to be. And mm-hmm. it could just be a simple Thing. But that obviously depends on rapport too. I think this question is so subjective to like it sure is. How cool are they with right. you being in their things? You know, like because the kids go in like their side table sometimes and like pull out personal items and mm-hmm. like I don't want to explain that I saw that or did that and like you know but they're babies. You're watching right. two kids at once and <laughs> it, like it happens. 
So you have to like kind of just talk it out beforehand and play it by ear. Just figure out, read the crowd, read your room, (laughs) read your room. (laughs) Yes. And then also back to the trying to not say that you're sorry as much. Something that I have been trying just in my life in general, but also with my nanny families is uh, phrasing it as a thank you. Like, thank Mm -hmm. you for your understanding about this instead of like, I'm super sorry saying like, this happened. I really appreciate your understanding. Uh, and these are the things that I'm going to do to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Yeah, that's so true. It really is a human psychology thing. You don't even realize people don't realize they're treating you differently. Mm-hmm. But if I have noticed, cause I apologize constantly, people would constantly tell me to stop saying sorry. Right. And I have, I've been better about saying thank you for things and just being more, more, you know, this happens. Excuse me. I I truly am taking responsibility and have sympathy for people and their time. Like if you're late. Right. But like understand that you can't, you can't force it. You can't make somebody, I don't know, understand where you're coming from, I guess, unless Mm -hmm. you're, unless you're sympathetic and be polite to people's time, but don't get caught up in feeling guilty. Yes. Yes. I completely agree. Nothing good comes from that. It's just no. like a temper tantrum. It's too many emotions. <laughs> Get the yep. ego out of there. Right. Don't feel bad. Just recognize what you did. And if you do feel bad, then just try and figure out a way to fix it for next time and then explain that, you know, and be like, next time I will not put that dish in that microwave. <laughs> right. I will hand wash everything, you know. Right. And like offer to pay for things. If you do break them, mm-hmm. usually they won't make you. Like, right. If a page in a book gets ripped by a baby on your watch that happens mm-hmm. it's usually okay book tape is very cheap it really like, is it's it's one of those things yes but yes i think that the taking responsibility for things that you could have done differently and then saying how your strategy your personal strategy mm-hmm. for making sure it doesn't happen again and then going from there and i do agree totally if you have not had that talk with your family uh, that's a really good thing to talk out because of course almost every nanny has had the talk of like big things like if we get into a car accident like mm-hmm. what are you know and and everyone's safe but which the car, I haven't <laughs> need to go have that talk <laughs> yeah that's a good one to have because I was like I was like if we get I don't know where your registration is yeah so I needed to figure that out because I drive their car mm-hmm. you know yeah same and so um so things like that uh, are important to talk out. But then I also agree that little things of, you know, how would you like me to handle it if they don't eat anything for lunch, mm-hmm. you know, like if we're sitting here for an hour and they yeah. refuse to eat, do you want me to keep them here for another hour or are you the of the belief that if they don't eat, then they don't eat. Yeah. It's good to know in that situation, especially if you don't have access to them all day like I do. I mm-hmm. can text all day and get a response, which is a crucial yes. part in learning what they want from me. Right. But if you don't have that. Yeah. If they're like surgeons. Yeah. Yeah. If there's there, I mean, or any other job, yeah. like mine just <laughs> happened to be lucky to have these desk jobs right. that allow for them to take away and like stare at their phone at times, which right. is nice. Um, But I understand that that's not the case for most people right and that makes it difficult so it's good to just talk it out and be like i god forbid this ever happens but if there is 
a situation. But if you do it all in one foul swoop, it doesn't seem as crazy to be like, what if I get in an accident or burn your house down? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing where the fire extinguisher is. Yeah. Those things are huge. So yes. When should I not call 911? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, So yes, getting out in front of it is good. But then if you, if something happens that you didn't plan for, as so often does, Mm -hmm. then taking responsibility for your part and providing a strategy and being willing to pay for damages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and use common sense, I think. Mm-hmm. If you feel like an email isn't appropriate, call them. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just figure it's always read your room, guys. Right. I'm going to keep going back to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yeah, the better uh, communication you have from the get go. It's so much easier that way. It's so much easier. It really does. It takes so much pressure off. I used to hate talking to the parents, but if you do it every day, then it doesn't seem crazy when you tell them something crazy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, this one, another pretty subjective question, but if your nanny kid is bullying you... Oh my gosh. Which I, I have students. seen. Yeah. I've had students do it. Yeah. Because they, especially like if they're taunting you with like, I'll, I'll tell my parents that oh, you yeah. hit me or that you're doing something to me. Okay. I was just picturing like, hey, fatty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, what a brat. <laughs> yeah. But no, like if yeah. they're, if they're like Draco Malfoy, like mm-hmm. my father will hear about this. Yeah. Um, for discipline things that are well within your rights. Um, is there a way to gain your power back once the kid like punctures those oh, yeah. defenses? Oh, yeah. You're always <laughs> in control. Yeah. Human psychology is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And you can really you can really never lose it completely if you just stay aware that you have power constantly. But there is like a, an, an aspect to that of your parents trust me yeah they've hired me yeah they trust me and they will not believe that because they know what kind of nanny i am yeah and saying that in a calm way um has a lot of power never lose never lose your temper it loses your power immediately yes um that was something i struggled with as a teacher just because i was overworked Mm -hmm. um but now like in this situation i can just be like take a breath I need to walk away for a moment and then regain my composure um like I am a firm believer in the honest and open communication from the beginning Mm -hmm. um but I do the conversation with the parents first explain to them what happened and Mm -hmm. explain that they're saying those things and that they're they're trying to use it against you and ask them what they they think you should do and put the ball in their court um but then talk it out with like if you do that whole family meeting again or Mm -hmm. or if you do it for the first time it shows them like okay you want to do it let's do it tell them air your grievances and it gives them an opportunity to do so and if there is you know one of those things you can kind of call their bluff because it's usually what it is it's usually like they feel like you're stepping on their their reign you know Mm -hmm. and they need you to do it so um I would like also if it got real bad, I would even talk to the parents about like, are they comfortable with you recording their behavior? Yeah. And like, just be like, okay, I'm going to Snapchat this and send it to mom right now. Yeah. And let let her know that you're acting like this. And then usually, you know, the kid will be like, oh, I don't want them to see that side of me. Right. Um, Yeah. I've uh, one of my nanny kids kind of went through a lying phase. Um 
where she was just testing things out. Um, and so I started saying, if I called your mom and asked her right now, would she tell me the same thing? Mm-hmm. And you see it in their face of like, oh, they talk, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so just saying that really fixed a lot because I would be like, if I called her, would would she tell me the same thing? And she was usually lying about things that didn't matter. Yeah. Like a restaurant that they went to, you know, and I, but I knew but that it, that wasn't true. It teaches them not to, even yes. if it's something silly that doesn't affect anything, it's such an important lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. The kid I nanny for was, is doing that with potty training. He really struggles with going for yes. strangers and like at school. So he'll tell me he goes at school so he doesn't have to go at home. And I'm like, if I called your teachers right now and found and asked, would they tell me that? And he's like, no. Because kids are honest, right? Typically, at the beginning, when they before mm-hmm. they learn, they can lie. Um, <laughs> but like, it's just if you just keep, you have to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. You have to, or they will walk all over you. Yes, routine is really good. Mm-hmm. If you have a certain routine, they don't argue as much. If they hate nap time, mm-hmm. but it's at the same time every day, they'll go for it. And you could do that whole like choice the five minutes or ten minutes, but you're going to bed by 1 30 like normal or whatever it may be you you become the cool boss you become like the likable you're still the boss right you're respected but you're the cool boss that gives choices Mm -hmm. the choices are terrible but you give choices (laughs) you're getting your deadlines and you know you're doing the work but at least you get to do it on your own terms which is nice and I think like sometimes the choices can be more fun. They can be for everything. They can be, do you want to go to this park or that park? Do you want to yep. do this thing outside or this thing? I give them choices constantly all day mm-hmm. long as a framing of decisions. But like by having these things beforehand that you can come back to and be like, no, this is the way we've done it. Right. You know this. This is not new. It takes a lot of that pressure off of and everybody. I, th- I think if a new behavior pops up, uh, going back to a much more rigid uh, schedule and routine mm-hmm. is really helpful. Um, and also, if the kid is bullying you, uh, there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. And so working with the parents, and I think even phrasing it that way, of like, this is what your child is saying but I think something else is going on can you help me figure out what else is going on because I'm I'm a little lost uh and I'm not seeing the full picture I don't think yeah so something along those lines I think is really helpful yeah and and asking for advice from parents lets them feel more involved because a lot of the times for me in particular the people I work for most of the families I worked for in the city, they work so many hours. They feel yeah. bad. Yeah. They do. And I get that. But, like, you don't want to lose your life either. And I, I get it. I get why we exist. And I would hire a nanny, too. Right. But I I think people take it so personally. And it's such an it, – the ego thing comes back to all of this. Like, with parents, mm-hmm. with the kids, with you – Everyone has to realize it's never personal. Like this happens to everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. We're all in this together. You know, what can we do to figure this out? And I think if a kid is really being a bully, then put them on a strict routine 
I used to do the teacher thing. Mm-hmm. It was like common knowledge. You act mean until spring break. Like, have you ever <laughs> yep, heard that? Yep. Like you don't smile until spring break. <laughs> and then you can become the nice teacher because it's so much easier to start ne- mean and get a little nicer than to get mean. Mm-hmm. But that's yes. with a class of students when they have the mob mentality against right. you. Right. But I also think that that's true. Uh of nanny kids is starting a little bit stricter and I actually have the conversation because a lot of my nanny kids throughout the years have been like well my mom and dad and I will say listen your mom and dad can choose to let you do that because they're your mom and dad but my whole reason for being here is to keep you safe and that is a risky choice Mm -hmm. and so we're gonna make a safer choice while I'm here and then once I explain that a lot of times they're oh, yeah. disappointed but they understand why they can do it with mom and dad and they can't do it with me that's so valid yeah it really is I do well I'm not mom and dad mm-hmm. I'm not you know ask them and they get home and put it on their shoulders yeah. and and a lot of the times kids get it and that's why they behave differently for you versus parents they say a lot of the times kids are better for their nannies yes. because you are a little more rigid because you're following rules too. Right. And you get, you don't get to be the fun, like you get candy after for breakfast. Yes. And I'm the, I am the fun parent now because I'm not going to do that for you. I don't right. have that right. And I don't want that right. Um, and I also try to think of it as I don't take those opportunities mm-hmm. all that often so that the parents can. Yeah. So that when the parents they can are be there, the good guy. yeah, for the weekend, that right. they can be like, yeah, we can go get ice cream because you didn't have ice cream every day. It's been special. All week. Yeah. yeah. It keeps it special for the parents. It does. Yeah. And the kids get it. And if you talk, especially if your kid is bullying you like that, I assume it's an older kid. Right. Usually you can talk to them and be like, what mm-hmm. is going on? Yeah. Because this is new. Or if it's something that's happened from the beginning, get out. Yeah. Run away. Especially <laughs> if you talk to the parents and yeah. ask for help and, and they, they don't. don't. Yeah. Then there are a lot of other nanny families in the baby guppies in the sea. Yes. Like you can nanny for anybody. Yes. I just, I just riffed that, you guys. That was adorable. <laughs> baby guppies. There are so many guppies in the sea. Don't settle. No. It's like a relationship. It really is. It is. I'm with them more than I'm in my relationships. You know, I want to love them as much as they. I want them to love me. You know, it needs to be symbiotic, and that's the beauty of nannying. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like you have to move your whole classroom. No, you can just move your person, and you can find a new family. And it stinks, and it's it's terrible to get a new job. Just do it. Yeah, move on. There will be a perfect fit for that family that they'll like better. Yeah, everyone will be happier. You know. Yes. Yes, because, yeah, if the parent is if you have asked for help and the parent is not backing you up, Mm -hmm. that is like the biggest red flag ever. And that's a reason to leave that job. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not a firm believer in like quitting anything. Right. But from the beginning, though, I make sure it's a good fit. And I tell them like, hey, this is a trial run until we make sure because some kids are monsters. Mm -hmm. They really are. And I am all about helping a kid with behavior issues. But I also moved here so I could pursue my dreams yes. and not take my work home with me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to worry about the kid when I leave because right. the parent isn't the same as me or I don't not the same. You know what I mean? But like you if know, you guys have different I, philosophies, right? Discipline philosophies or I don't want to like worry about going to work every day because my kid is terrible and a mean monster. That makes right. me want to cry. Yeah, for sure. Um Another 
strategy I have found to be useful for these difficult conversations is uh, practicing the talk. Oh, yeah. With, like, I will practice with Logan, who's been on the podcast, my fiance, um, or my nanny friends. I find that particularly helpful. Uh, or in the mirror. Like, yeah. you're running lines. I swear. I learned this from acting. I always felt really silly doing that but I didn't start acting until I was like 26 and I'm like oh no it's good yeah write it down maybe write down yeah. some keywords mm-hmm. like do it like note cards it it just makes you seem more confident and more with it mm-hmm. and it you feel better and you're yes. not just like shaking and forget because I when I'm under pressure like here I have notes right now because right. there's just pressure I know what I want to say but it's always helpful but yeah you you freeze in those situations especially when you're calling out a mean kid like you don't want to tell somebody your kid's a monster and i hate him (laughs) or her yes and and you shouldn't phrase it that way don't do that um because that will not go well um but then you have to quit that job but i yes i completely agree writing out kind of a script or um or practicing it just helps you feel more at ease, which then gives you more credibility and legs to stand on. Mm-hmm. And also, I think writing it down, whether or not it's in a communication log, but from my teaching, because I taught high school, so slightly different, if there was a kid with pretty serious behavioral problems, all of my professors in teaching school were like, write down literally everything because oh, yeah. if you have to have that talk with the principal or God forbid go to court, like having that paper trail of like these are the things that have happened is super important. And yeah. I think that even to a less degree of bringing something up with a parent of being like, it's been happening this often every day. It seems to happen more, you know, on Mondays than it does on Fridays or whatever. Um, Because then you can tackle it Mm -hmm. kind of like a math problem or something of like, okay, what can we do? What can we change to help this child improve this behavior? Yeah. Um, and I, I just think approaching it as a team yeah. with the parents. Yeah, we all want to see you succeed. Yeah, and and complimenting the kid and then also saying, like, I care so much yeah. about baby Julie mm-hmm. and I want to see her succeed. And here are the ways that I see that she's setting obstacles for herself uh, and what can we do about that? Yeah, I think, I think too, I just want to, say that it's so important the ego thing again Mm -hmm. it's so hard to put the egos out of it because you feel like personally attacked when the parents are like they don't do that for me or they feel personally attacked when you're saying your kid is being kind of rude sometimes like Mm -hmm. downright mean and like I don't think it needs to be like that if you just have a little bit of an open communication dialogue Email is crucial too. I mm-hmm. love emailing big issues. Yeah. Just because there is a paper trail and you can kind of like, hey, we talked about this. You know, right. like this is not news. I haven't dated here, you know, right. January 4th. We we did this. Yeah. We, we've done this a few times. So then it's not as much on you and everyone can kind of 
have a resource to look back on and mm-hmm. just be like, oh, hey, it's been since January since you've acted that way. That's great. You know, yeah. now we can reward this behavior. Right. You're doing a good job at not lashing out at your nanny you hate so much. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And if you are having some of these issues, I really do suggest listening to the conflict resolution that changed my whole nanny game um because it works with the kids it also I think would help work with the parents Mm -hmm. not necessarily as uh step by step as we talk about but using some of those strategies would also help with these difficult conversations um but yes open honest communication that's a theme throughout this entire podcast Mm -hmm. and it's so true uh having that from day one super helpful and if they're not into it i feel like we are like totally talking about the parents who are really into open communication yes some parents don't like to talk about it and that's gonna happen but as long as you're consistent and you have a routine of what you do like maybe don't do it every day maybe have a weekly log of like Mm -hmm. the bigger issues and if you're writing it down in a notebook, they might not even have to look at it. Like the right. beauty of a notebook, but you have it. Yeah. It's there. And you've been doing that since, you know, maybe since you've heard this podcast today <laughs> and you start tomorrow at work, be like, hey, I'm going to try something new. They'll be like, okay, why? Right. But at least you have your bases covered. So if there is a situation later, you feel you feel more backed up. Yes. Because sometimes it stinks if you don't have parent support, but you love a kid or whatever it may mm-hmm. be or vice versa. Um, you don't want to leave a family, obviously, for some reason, which is fine. But like right. find something that you at least have more of a backbone because it is so hard being your own boss, your own advocate kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. they're your boss, but they don't they're not around like a normal boss would be to coach you or you're your own like kind of you're an entrepreneur, you know, right, you're doing yeah. this all on your own and parenting for some of these people who have like, you know, a, a dual parent home or whatever, you're doing this on your own and you're figuring mm-hmm. this out as you go. And for me, I'm not a parent. I don't right. know what I'm doing some of the time and I'm willing to admit that. Mm-hmm. But that's when you need to just have as much evidence as you can collect. Yeah. To make it easier later. Yes, I completely agree. And yeah, and really continuing to try to have the communication even if the parent isn't super receiving it but like you said just writing it down yeah, even the if cool. they don't read it yeah they don't have to that's the beauty of like agenda books from yep. elementary school we used to send them home and the parents wouldn't sign them but at least it was something consistently that we were doing so we could have that and I'd bring it up during you know any any uh conference or whatever right. I'd be like hey I sent that home every week and we've talked about this from the beginning that this was going to be a thing I do and it's okay that you don't sign it but it's not on me anymore right it really puts the weight on their shoulders because if they're not being communicative that's their fault Mm -hmm. that's not on you right and you as long as you're doing your part on it you know it makes it so much easier it really does yeah it takes so much pressure off of it if you're doing it all the time what's another phone call you know what I mean right right yep I completely agree so We end every episode with a fun quote or story from one of our nanny kids, and Julie has brought one. So, lay it on me. One of my favorite things about kids is that they're so honest. Mm -hmm. Um, Brutally so sometimes. (laughs) And I remember one time I was reading a book, and they said something about uh, the girl in the book was a vegetarian. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And the kid asked me, it was a third grade kid at the time, um, <laughs> they asked me, well, aren't all vegetarians really skinny? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm a vegetarian and I'm not super skinny. And they're like, oh, no, you're not skinny at all. <laughs> and I was like, oh, ouch. So brutal. And I was just like traumatized, but also like, fair enough. That's true. <laughs> not not tiny. <laughs> it was pretty great. That is hilarious. Yeah. And then maybe have a conversation about tact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ouch. Yeah. First of all. <laughs> Feelings are real. Yeah. Um, but that's hilarious. <laughs> yep. I totally it stuck get with that. me. I have so many better stories, but that <laughs> one is one that has stung for years. <laughs> yep, there's no telling what they're gonna say. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, well, thank you so much, Julie. Yeah, this yeah. was wonderful. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Yeah, and if you at home have any questions, please email in to Chronicles of Nania, and Nania is spelled N A N N Y A, at gmail.com. And I will answer them, or if I feel out of, out of my element, then I will get in touch with Julie. She'll help. Yeah, I'm we'll, here. we'll together, we'll answer any question you have. So please email in with any questions that you have about this uh, because it can be tricky and it does get real. So uh, if you need a friend, we're here. Yeah, (laughs) it can be. I feel like this is one of the toughest nannying topics. It really is. In general, just communication is hard. It is. (laughs) It is. But practice Mm -hmm. makes almost perfect. Yeah. And if your intentions are like if you're well intentioned, everything's going to be fine. Yes. Most people are pretty responsive to that because if you mean well and become part of a family it's all good yeah we're on the same team yep be on the same team that's the key well thank you julie again thank you thank you and thank you all for listening i'll see you next week hey martha here i just wanted to drop in again because when Julie and I sat down to record, I got so excited to pick her brain about tough discussions with parents that I completely forgot to ask her if there was anything that she wanted to plug or promote, which I ask all of my guests every time. So I wanted to let you guys, the listeners, know that there is something that you can go see Julie doing her other job that she does also wonderfully well, uh, which is comedy. So if you are in the Chicago area or are going to be uh, for the month of May, uh, Tinderella is a modern take on the classic fairy tale beginning once upon a swipe. An audience volunteer begins the show by swiping their way through a larger-than-life dating app featuring a hilarious cast of potential perfect matches. Chosen, the cast improvises the best chapters of the fairy tale, providing that happily ever after isn't just for the storybooks. So if you would like to go see this show, which I highly recommend, it will be playing Saturday nights at 7.30 during the month of May at Under the Gun Theater, which is in Wrigleyville in Chicago. So if you're in the area, I highly recommend checking this out. Um, We talk a lot on this podcast about how we play pretend with the kids all day. So this is an adult way to kind of get that imagination going again. So If you're in the Chicago area, check it out. Thanks so much. See you next week. The Chronicles of Nanny is produced by Martha Reddick and Logan Nielsen. Artwork and logo by Noni Amadon. 
theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.